Injured in a car accident? We cap attorney's fees at 30% of the first million. Any recovery above that is all yours. No recovery, no fees or costs. If another lawyer wants more, lawyer up 904. For accidents, injuries, and more, lawyer up 904. Jacksonville. They are not ready for prime time. Prime time. Prime time. Prime time. That's the name. Prime time. Prime time. What time is it? Showtime prime time. It's XL Prime Time featuring Joe C. I reduced my toilet paper down to three squares. Mia O'Brien. Bent over and let it happen. Matt Hayes. Terrible. And Leon Searcy. I did some curls for the girls. I'll just start it off like this without really doing anything else. (laughs) That's what everybody was doing after the game the other night. If they had a voice left, okay? This is our beginning of the weekend. Welcome to Thursday. XL primetime. I figured I'd just let it go because everyone is jacked up. I'm right here in the building, and people are purchasing tickets and flying out of anywhere they can to get to Kansas City. That's how fired up this city is. Welcome to XL Primetime. B-Hop, the Mountaineer man, uh, will fly out of Savannah uh, and make it uh, to Kansas City v. Duval. That was because him and his wife couldn't find a flight with two seats. Yeah, exactly. Every, every flight only had one seat and remaining. And he wasn't leaving Eli behind. I was like, are you sure? And she was probably ready to leave him behind. That's they got Carline and I on separate flights because we couldn't get yeah. a, a flight. With so, two seats. Yeah, so fans, uh, let us know. You, you, plenty are, are either going to be there or at the watch party, which will be in Daly's place. Uh, a lot of people fired up. So uh, just kind of let us know what, 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 the, what the scene will be Saturday afternoon for you, for your family, your family of fans, whatever it might be. Uh, we definitely are going to keep the party going, that's for sure. Now, you got <clears throat> all the fever that's surrounding Jacksonville. we got plenty of things to attack this game with, uh, more and more. Uh, either saucy nugs or funky facts or whatever to throw at you. Uh, but you also, uh, I guess you can call it Byron, Byron in the Tampa Five uh, because uh, they are all run out of Tampa Town. Uh, they were part of a winner a couple of seasons ago. Byron left, which was perhaps this head coach about this time last year. At least that's what everybody thought on social media. Uh, and then he's now done down in Tampa. So we got to get into that discussion you got a few other coaching pieces of news. you got the Gators last night against A&M, which we will definitely get into as well. But let's at least start with Byron Leftwich. And, and, and Sirs, you always like to say you never played on a loser, right, uh, in, in the National Football League until, until you were not a starter. Is that right? Is that true, accurate? True statement, yes. Yeah, yeah, you never played on a loser. Mm-hmm. And if you've got greatness that you're coaching, you can actually look great in coaching them, correct? Absolutely. And that's basically, as, you know, as much as I'm a fan of Byron Leftwich, the individual, I like him a lot. I like his, his coaching mind and, what, and just how tough he was back in the day. But that's what it was. He was coaching greatness. Well, he was coaching the GOAT. Now the GOAT is kind of faded. Yeah, now I mean, Byron's done. Well, the knock on Byron is, uh, and we, we don't know the dynamics between him and Tom Brady. I'm, we don't know how much he helped Tom Brady or how much Tom Brady helped him. But the fact of the matter is he had Tom Brady. And he was lucky enough to have him, and he won a Super Bowl. Now, that doesn't take away from his professionalism as a coach. No. I think Byron Leftwich is a hell of a coach. He was one of the leading candidates last year for this job. I was vouching for him. Mm-hmm. What a big – I ain't going to say it was a big mistake, but I, I like the guy we got right now. Sure. But I was vouching for Byron Leftwich to come here in Jacksonville. I thought it was a no-brainer. Former Jag, you know, knows the city, oh, yeah. dynamic offensive play calling, all that kind of stuff. 
But um, he'll, he'll get back on his feet. He'll give him an opportunity. I mean, he, uh, you took a team that went to a Super Bowl with Tom Brady and he had a losing record, often sputtered a little bit, had a lot of injuries, key injuries to that team, especially to the offensive front, offensive line front. So, you know, Brady didn't have the protection that he had maybe two years ago and they struggled a little bit. He still threw for over 4,200 yards, didn't he? Uh, Tom Brady. He's still oh, yeah. Well, because all they did was throw the, the ball. Pass, yeah, 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 they couldn't run all, the ball. All they did was throw yeah, the ball absolutely. around the yard. They, they, most they, pass attempts in the NFL. Yeah, most pass attempts. Yeah, so I think Byron Leftwood should, should still be a leading candidate, maybe not for a head coaching job now, but definitely as an offensive coordinator somewhere. All right, let, let's stay on Byron, but if I get to that real quick, Ooh. just so we can throw this out here, right? This is news as far as I know. That just happened. Brought to you by Florida Home AC, the official air conditioning partner of the Jacksonville Jaguars. He deserves it because he's my guy. So, see Daddy, Tina, and Cam are on their way to Kansas City right now. He might have something to do with Florida Home. So, that's why I had to go ahead and give him a shout-out of that just happened because there are people far and wide that are making plans right now. So, you can keep letting us know. But back to Byron. Yes. Uh, Greg Allman, who used to cover the Bucks for the Athletic, now covers them for Fox Sports and the rest of the NFC South. Here are the rankings for the Buccaneers offense under Byron Leftwich. And again, this first year, 2019, was with Jameis Winston as their quarterback. And then the past three seasons, mm-hmm. 2020, 2021, 2022, with, Tam- with Tom Brady. 28.6 points per game. That was good for third in the National Football League in 2019. 30.8 points, third in the National Football League the year they won the Super Bowl. Yeah, cranking. 30.1 points, second in the National Football League a year ago. And then 18.4 points per game, 25th in the National Football League this year. And that is with perhaps the most anemic run game we have ever yeah. seen in the National Football League. And, and look, there's no denying that even though Tommy threw it a ton, it wasn't the same product. How many times did they score in the teens? How many times were they a one-score team in the first half? They scored 24 points two times this season. Yeah. They showed it the other night on yeah. the broadcast. Yeah. Outrageous. Yeah, it really is. And, in and, 2022. If we're sitting here going – we're trying to figure out where his next uh, destination well, is. His next destination should be Cabo, okay? Feet up. Well, you, that, those stats that you said, the inability to run the football, that seems like an offensive line problem. Is Correct. Line which, a lot of injuries. Right. Is he still there? Uh, yeah. They haven't announced which of the five coaches yeah. it is that have been released. But, Aside but, from the wide receivers coach, according to this is according to Rick Stroud of the Tampa Bay Times, who, of course, also broke the Josh Lambeau story mm-hmm. a little over a year ago. Yes, a little over a year ago. Can what? you believe that? Um, receivers coach Kevin Garber fired. Quarterbacks coach Clyde Christensen has decided to retire after 43 years in coaching. Hey, listen, I – Someone who's been on the back end of, of firing it. When they fire the coordinator, the grenades in the whole building, the whole mm-hmm. offense staff. That is off. true. Yeah, it's it's, it's going to be everybody but the go. big guy, everybody, right? Everybody's going to go. And but I agree with Leon's point, though. Like, how much of the – so, first of all, I'll, I'll give you my 30,000-foot assessment of this, which is Byron Left, which is the scapegoat. Yes, um, yes. Jo- Joe just like Joe, Yes, correct. Yeah, he, yes. Took the words out of my mouth, just mm-hmm. like Joe Lombardi. Um, but how much of this – could you almost say, like, how can you blame an offensive line coach that you literally had three freak accidents and injuries to your offensive line in the first two weeks of training camp? Yeah, Ryan Jensen had not played a down of Tampa Bay ball until the postseason, which is really hard to believe. Ryan Jensen, the center Monday night, was his first start, and he had been the guy, the starter, uh, because he did have a terrible injury. But the other part of this is, is well, Tristan Worst definitely had some Worst injuries. Worst was to up deal and down. Well, he's still but, an All Pro, but he well, was banged up the whole the year. Well, say, well, Donovan Smith got killed. Well, here's Correct. the reason. Here's the reason. At some particular point, as a coach, you got to learn how to develop players because you you might have, you might get used to the luxury of having your starters year in and year out. Those guys behind them, that was backups. They when they when they go down, 
you got to be able to develop the guys behind them so they don't miss a beat. So you don't have these issues where you can't run the ball, you can't protect right. just because one of their solid offensive linemen goes down. It's so funny, though, Leon, and, and I, I, I think I was watching Monday night, and we were talking. they were talking about all the injuries to the offensive line. I was telling TLD, I, I said there's only so many big men that are athletic, you being one of them, okay? There's just only so few of them. Josh Wells, I'm sure Jaguar fan out there right now can remember Josh Wells. He was a guy that was pressed into duty whenever someone would go down, either left tackle, right tackle, and what would happen? He would not perform very well, and then he would get hurt. Okay, it was a one-plus-one situation. (laughs) Guess who was backing up Donovan Smith down in Tampa? Mm. Josh Wells. Still a backup that just wasn't getting it done. And so whenever they did have those injuries – those were the guys that were going in there, and they weren't ready to go. And that may go to your drafting or, or your develop part of it, you know, from well, the coaching well, side. Well, a lot of those coaches, they got to earn the check. I mean, just because you have the luxury of having these guys in front of you as the starters, you got to still develop the guys that are behind you. And those might be younger guys, younger tier guys, or whatever. You've got to put in the energy and the effort to make sure that throughout the season, that you got to be a little lucky in the NFL. Now, 16 games when I was playing, now it was 17. To have your whole offensive line intact for the whole season, it's not going to happen. It doesn't happen yeah. anymore. So those guys that got to mix and match to come in and out, right guard, right, left guards, left tackle, right. You got to have those guys in play just in case one of your starters go down. And, and, and by the way, you can give Brandon Sheriff a lot of credit for dealing with an abdominal injury, which has been kind of there for what three, four, five weeks. It feels more like than that. more than yeah, that. probably more than that. And he the is ankle toughing inju- it out. The ankle injury has been there since yeah. the Jets game, and the abdominal was for two weeks before that. Yeah, and so okay, so that is a long time, okay, and so that is a guy that now will meet one of his biggest challenges in Chris Jones, uh, number ninety-five for for the Kansas City Chiefs. And he and Luke Fordner interiorly have held up pretty dang well. One more saucy nug on Byron Leftwich before we bring it back to the Jaguars. Um, Byron Leftwich is firing. This is courtesy of Greg Allman as well. Byron Leftwich's firing comes after a season in which the Bucks had the second largest single season scoring drop off in NFL history. Scoring saucy nugs. 198 points less than they did last season. They scored 24 or more points only twice in 18 games after doing so in 16 of 19 games the year before. Mm-hmm. Yeah, that uh, you're talking about a, a major drop and it's just unfortunate. It's just what it is. And as much as I'm a Byron fan, I looked at those numbers before. It was basically pre-TB and then and then TB when he's kind of not the same Well, TB who's 12. not there this year that was there those years? Bruce Arians. Yeah. Oh, yeah, that has a heck of a lot to do with it. You know, he was the offensive mind that originally got it all done, and then it's like you can go to, go to Matt LaFleur and, and Nate Hackett. Okay, Nate Hackett was the offensive coordinator for Green Bay, but Matt LaFleur was probably designing and dialing up as much as anybody. And they also happen to have Aaron Rodgers running it. And so you can look really, really good. And then when a Nate Hackett goes out to Denver and gets an old Russell or maybe a comfortable Russell, however you want to describe it, he ain't the same guy. Because he went from one great quarterback to potentially you would classify Russell Wilson as a great quarterback, right? I think you would. Uh, and and it didn't work. It it failed miserably because the quarterback wasn't necessarily the same guy uh, that he was. Maybe it was play calling, but I think it was as much player. Maybe as it's just he, maybe it's just it just ran out. Yeah, it just ran out. It there. can That's run all. out. You're right, and it happens all the time. I I watched the guy who threw what for the most yards in his career this year, and most pass attempts in his career. Right, most pass most pass attempts his, for sure in his career. He he's not. He doesn't look like a guy that's slowing down to me. I know you think he does. Yeah. But I think he's still among the top 16 in the league. Well, top half, but I just 
I, I don't know that you could plug him in now and feel like you're going to be in a good situation. We have really. one more of those Tampa Five now identified. Okay. Uh, running backs coach Todd McNair also fired out of Tampa Bay. The Bucks were last in the NFL in rushing yards, attempts, and average. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. So you start looking at those, and you can understand And Maybe Todd Bowles is saying, you know what? If I'm going to succeed here, I need to be able to make some calls and, and, and be the man because he was a four-year head coach in New York. They ended up running him out. Arian stumps for him. He gets this job. You know, give him a chance, especially he will have to endure the turnover. That's the problem more than anything else. All right, we keep it rolling. It's XL primetime. We have got to get into some of the sounds of the locker room from the Jags Saturday night. Uh, PCAV, Double D, all those guys that put these pieces together. Oh, some really good stuff, including guys that you may not identify as a leader for this football team, but you'll hear it and you'll probably agree. We saved you a seat. It's Lunch with Leon on 1010XL. Brought to you by Wingstop. Two hours here on a lovely Thursday with the XL Primetime crew on 1010XL 92.5 FM. Thanks for hanging out with us. Mia O'Brien, Joe C., Matt Hayes, Leon Searcy, and J.J. LaSelva. Coach Campo is taking a brief stint onto the injured list today. Don't worry, we're going to effort getting him back tomorrow. Uh, He's just resting up because I know he's got the fifth quarter again. Late night Saturday night, although not quite as late as the last few Saturdays. He's exhausted. Okay, that's what I think. All right, uh, he's uh, not throwing in the towel. We've though. overworked my guy. No, yeah. we, I, you guys are all wrong. So four a.m. You're all a wrong. Saturdays. He's nervous. That's why he can't come here. <laughs> well, he's, he's as nervous as can be right now. Well, he's, just, he's battling a cold. So I'll tell you who's nervous, Matt. Um, he's nervous? How's he nervous? Bro, he is nervous. I'm telling you, he might be sick. He might be sick. He's won Super Bowls and played for championship. He wants another man. Does not matter. He is nervous. No ways. He's told me that. He told me last week he was. Here's what he said. Here's what he said. He said, belief and confidence is the key to victory, not stopping Mahomes. He followed that with. Wow, I love that. He followed that with, but stopping Mahomes would help. (laughs) And And then I hit him back. I'm like. Yeah, you need to reverse that order, okay? Uh, but both of them are key. There is no question about that. And, and this football team, honestly, uh, you know, <clears throat> you could describe it any yeah. way you want. But belief is a big part of what's what's going on down down at the bank. Now, this That's is not a slide at Coach Campbell because you know I love the guy. Yeah. But when I was at Miami, you you called in sick when. You, you called in sick and said you couldn't work. You said, "Get your butt over here. You lose your scholarship." Jimmy didn't have that, huh? Jimmy wasn't about that. He wasn't about that business. Coach Campo did offer on to time. call in, but we were like, "We're only on the air for two hours because of Just Jaguars rest. programming coming up at four. It's okay, man. We're gonna rest. pick you up. That's what teammates do, right? We pick up our teammates when they're down. We lift them up so they're ready to go I, for the I next round." I think he's rep. watching the All Twenty Two right now. I think he's yeah, nervous. He probably he's is. watching the All Twenty Two. He probably is. Hundred percent. Speaking of the All Twenty Two, we're gonna dive into <laughs> some schematics, some matchup nightmares that uh, both the Jaguars and the Chiefs could face this upcoming Saturday in the AFC Divisional Round. But speaking of people that are nervous, um, I want to talk a little bit about the drama on Twitter over the past twenty four hours in Chiefs Kingdom. Dumb, D U M B. They took Trevor Lawrence's quote with regards to Arrowhead Stadium and the noise level out of out of context, and so essentially Trevor was trying to heap praise on both the Chiefs fans and Arrowhead's atmosphere, as well as what the bank has looked like yeah. the last two Saturdays. I like the fact that he was tipping the cap to, to the hometown. He was. Fans. He knows how Told to play him. the hits. He knows how to play the hits. You My, want to just play what he said? Yeah, yeah. Let, let's play it. Let's play it. In, Obviously the. Yeah. In- 
in, obviously in full. the environment and the atmosphere we're going to play in is one of, if not the best in the NFL. I mean, I can't imagine it'll be much louder than our fans were here on Saturday, honestly, <laughs> but that was when we were on defense, not offense. So you, you, we played there earlier in the year, but this is a little bit different. You know, it's a playoff game, divisional round. Um, so the stakes are higher, so I expect them to be even crazier, more packed stadium. But, um, I mean, at the end of the day, you just got to gotta go play and you got to make sure you communicate. That's the one thing. We got to get in and out of the huddle. We got to get the line of scrimmage so we have time to communicate because everything naturally takes a little longer when it's loud. So that is the full quote in context. Needless to say, Chiefs fans are running with the, I don't think it could be much louder than our stadium. And so my question to you fellas is, why do Chiefs fans of any fan base in the National Football League, one, you have Patrick Mahomes, two, you won a Super Bowl not too long ago, three, you were in the Super Bowl not too long ago. Why do you need bulletin board material? Because, Does, like you, Dave Campo, they're nervous. <laughs> That's yeah, why. The, the pressure's on them. Heck yeah, it is. Absolutely, the pressure's on them. you got a hot team who's won how many? eight games now as the underdog. Eight games. Yeah. you got a hot team. they got a hot quarterback. They know this is where we are. This is our moment. Well, the I record, don't know if you guys have watched. you got to watch this. Go on the Jaguars YouTube channel and watch their 16-minute montage of what happened throughout that game. It was awesome. That The highlights and the guys in the field, how they were talking to each other. This team, we've been saying now for three weeks, Leon, there's something about this team. If you watch that video, you'll see what we're talking about. Play These guys little... really feel like this is something unique building. Play, play just a little sample. This is Roy Robertson Harris on the sidelines, and, and, and I, I didn't necessarily know him to be the rev guy, you know, that would try and rev him up. Right. But some respect to Roy Robertson Harris. And Everybody was around him. By oh, the yeah. Way. He was leading everyone. And, and kudos to the, to the Jags. Oh, yeah. P. Cav and Double D, they, they know what's up. You commit to each other for four corners. O-line, D-line, can you be physical? For four corners. Man, let's go, bro. Testing for this, man. Please make it. to be here, man. So go all the way out, bro. I got your back, baby. Every single one of you, I got your back. Let's go, man. Leon, that's what we were talking about, how you get into this moment and guys play to their ceiling. Yeah, I mean, listen – the heartbeat of this team, I know everybody talks about Trevor in the running game. The heartbeat of this team has got to be interiorly. O-line, D-line. Right. Your ability to stop the run, get after the passer, your ability to protect and run the football. If those guys are gelling and they're moving on all cylinders, this team is going to this team is going to go as far as it wants to. And he understands that. He understands that it's up front. It's going to be a physical battle. Your man doesn't beat, your man doesn't make a play, we win. You right. beat your man, we win. It's a one-on-one battle. And he understands that. And that's where you got to make it. You got to make the game ugly. You got to make it a bully fight. You know, you got to get after. You got to get dirty in these type of the playoff games. And he understands that. It's going to be a fist fight for 60 minutes. And that's what he does. Because the heartbeat of the team is the interior of the offensive line and the defensive line. Which he did play in the playoffs during his time in Chicago, for mm-hmm. what it's worth. One of the few mm-hmm. players on this roster that has played in the playoffs, which is remarkable to think after what occurred last week. But another note on Roy, who is what, what you hear there, like that that's who he is mm-hmm. in the Jaguars locker room. If that's not conveyed through our interviews with him, like that is who that dude is. And what I loved from the sounds of the game this week, courtesy of our good friends over at Jaguars.com, shout out to Trent Padilla and that whole crew, PCAV. They do a remarkable job each week. Later in the sounds of the game, after I think the second touchdown or the third touchdown, he went over and grabbed Trevor and said, hey, we're going to go get a stop, and I'm going to get you the ball back. Yeah. And, like, all the wide receivers were like, yeah, yeah, He goes, no, seriously, 
We're going to get a stop. We're going to get you the ball back. Relax. We're good. And Marvin Jones Jr., with his leadership, stepping up, saying, we've been here before. We know we can claw our way out of this. Do not stop playing. And that that's the emotion of the game. Listen, uh, it's very frightening to play a team that believes. It's, I'm telling you, it's very frightening. This team believes in itself overwhelmingly in any type of situation. No matter whether they're up or they're down, they believe they're going to come back. That's what's frightening the Chiefs right now, mm-hmm. that this team ha- believes. And, 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 and they're going to play them. And they know that last game they, they played against, those, those the loss was us, self-inflicting wounds. We led in turnovers. We did what we wanted to do offensively. Now, they got pressure on Trevor. He had five sacks. So we eliminate that, those type of things. Touchdown, get called back. Christian's Kirk pass. Missed two field goals. You do the math. Yeah. 20 points. Yeah. It's what I've said on every radio show nationally I've gone on this week. When you take those 20 points back, and we're going to actually hear a really good breakdown from Kansas City Sports Network in just a little bit, because even the pundits out in Kansas City recognize how close the Jaguars were to winning that game. It may not show up in the box score. On the box score, it shows up as the first two-possession loss of the season for Jacksonville. But I know you say this a lot. With any football game, any sporting event, you take three or four plays and you flip them on their head, Leon, and that game could have well, been completely different. Well, I, this Jaguar team also needs to understand this, that there's levels to these games. What you think you did in the wild card uh, round is not going to be enough in the divisional round and the championship round. It's, it's different tiers. So whatever you think you gave and spent last week, mm-hmm. I need more. Yeah. I need more this week. I need you to spend more than what you did last week. And that was a remarkable job coming seven, 27 down. And come, I need more. That's what the coaches said. That's what I would tell them if I'm but a coach. I, I think I need they're more. reaching for that right now. I they, really think they're digging down and reaching the, right now. Yeah, but here's the thing. I need more I need more preparation. I need more execution. I need yeah. more physical, yeah. physicality. I need your mindset into it, everything about that. Because what you think you did last week, you're going to have to do it even more the week yeah, after and that. And don't forget. And, 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 and I as mean, you go up. Yeah. We, I mean, we have to remember, like, we laugh like this. It was always the Jags thing. My dad told me a long time ago, always. There's no wiggle room in always. Always is always, always. Mm-hmm. So if you're if that's your mindset, and we laugh at it because it's doing, it's funny. But if that's that mindset in that locker room, which clearly it looks like yeah. after all we've seen, always there is no wiggle room, man. That's why it's three and seven, and now we're what? Now where are you? Now you're two games yeah. away from being you're, where everybody wants to yeah, be. You're ten and eight, and you won a playoff game, one of only eight playoff victories this team's ever had. Pat Mahomes is an eight-time playoff victor. This team, this franchise's existence has eight playoff wins, and Mahomes is playing for a piece of history. There, there's no doubt about that. Just as far, so y- y- this is a hungry team. That's a, a little mini, mm-hmm. you know, David versus Goliath. Okay, this is the one that's discounted versus the one that's that you know feels like they should be crowned. They are the number one seed, but this team no. has gone through two emotional no. weeks, two emotional no. weeks, and just let the you know let that ride continue if they can. No, I don't. I don't think. I don't think they should think like that. I think yeah, it should be Goliath. I think right. it should be no, Goliath. No, I know what you're saying. I understand what you're saying. No, no, I understand. I understand what you're saying, but I'm saying I'm thinking it should be Goliath versus Goliath. Yeah, hell when, yes. Going into this game, there's nothing special about the Chiefs. Hell yes. They've lost games. They've struggled. The worst thing you can do is minimize this run by saying, "Oh, it's this crazy magical run." No, nah, no. Nah. It's a good team out yeah. there right now. Oh, it's yeah. a good team with good players that are reaching down and playing to their ceiling, and now they're all playing as crazy and contrived and corny as it sounds. 
It's that one heartbeat thing. They're all on the same page right now. Yeah, and they they have give they have not covered the spread nearly as often as you think. Now they've won their share of games. Right. Obviously, they're the number one seed, but they've been in some battles that they had to kind of pull out late in games. Great segue, Josie, because JJ, let's hit of that. Boom. That just happened. Brought to you by Florida Home AC, the official air conditioning partner of the Jacksonville Jaguars. The line has shifted over at my bookie. Mm-hmm. Chiefs are now nine point so, favorites. The total fifty two and a half. So going back in their direction, and that money, like we said, will swing high and low, and, and someone will probably pounce on one side or the other. Game day, which will probably also move it just a little bit, but. This is when people show up to Vegas for the divisional weekend. They start, you know, whatever. They roll in there midweek. They start putting bigger chunks of cash down. And I was looking at the number of money line bets. I'll pull them up and find them for you. Uh, As far as there's not too many people taking the the Jags on the money line, naturally. They take the points. If they think there's an upset, they might get a rare wager here or there. But there's a lot of money line bets that are risking – more to win less on Kansas City because they just think they're going to win the football game. But you just got to figure out the best thing you can ultimately do. Listen, this is a saucy dug, okay? Pat Mahomes, if you can take this guy down, okay, you're taking down a dragon uh, in the National Football League. He's 27 years of age. He's looking to become the first quarterback in five conference championship game appearances before turning 30. Saucy nugs. That is means he's special. I was going to say, that's more than a saucy nug. That's, okay, uh, that's that's the old rare is rare. That's yeah. special, okay? I, I love the line that we had on social media yesterday. You look back at the last five conference championship games, uh, Jacksonville and Kansas City is represented in the, the AFC playing in the conference championship game. Uh, Kansas City didn't move on last year, but they were in it, and so that's how good he's been. He's lost to the, you know, the Burrow-led Bengals that made it to the Super Bowl, the Brady-led uh, Patriots back in the day that made it to the Super Bowl. So five conference championship uh, appearances is what he's playing for right now. Doug Peterson met with the media earlier this morning. Um, biggest takeaway, he says that the biggest emphasis with the impending weather is ball security. He says it doesn't change much strategy-wise outside of maybe a pl- few plays here and there. JJ, I believe uh, you have some special Doug Peterson sound for us, do you not? From last night? Yes. I thought you said we had Doug this segment. No, maybe that's next segment. Maybe I misheard you there. No, this was the uh, this was the post game speech that was oh, in the, uh, okay. the Jaguars. Bit. Sorry, sorry. When yeah. you said when, when you said we had Doug, I thought you meant we had Doug from this morning. Uh, mm-hmm. We will have that later in the one o'clock hour of XL Primetime. But here is Doug's victory speech from this past Saturday night. I can honestly say this: in all my years of being around this game, this one goes down. This one goes down as one of the greatest, greatest, okay, greatest victories I've ever had. Special teams, you also kept us in this football game. Again, it wasn't pretty, but you know what? When we needed it, we needed it, and you got the job done. Great job. Hey, there were so many plays, offense, defense, special teams, but with three seconds left, it came down to one dude, right? Yeah. This one better go on the case, brother. Let's go. Yes, sir. And Jags on three. One, two, three. Jags. Big, big so the game ball going to Riley Patterson naturally uh, when he hit the game winner. Who put the first Baptist church music? Bro, that's part of that's part of what's on YouTube. Are you serious? Really? It's good. I mean, it's good no, it's music. Good. It's, it's good when you hear I mean, it. The whole thing is good. Yeah, you got to hear it's it. It's impressive, see it. man. They do a really yeah. good job all oh. together because it, it's it's pretty it's pretty dang sweet. Just does to bring see. me back to Sundays on the pew with it mom does, and grandma. It does, and by really the way, does. real quick uh, update from Dave Campo. Uh-huh. He said, "You are right. <laughs> I am nervous." 
for Andy Reid. He's, oh! old, he's older and may not be able to handle a loss. Oh, my God. That's beautiful. Have you Andy seen, in the hospital. Well, wait, have you guys seen the uh, the Letterman meme that's been going around when it's like, call the ambulance, but not for me, and that was the Jaguars at halftime last week. Uh, one quick note to kind of bring this conversation full circle with regards to the Trevor Lawrence quote that was taken out of context by crazy Chiefs fans, and evidently uh, Skip Bayless and Shannon Sharp, shocker. Uh, this one comes courtesy of 0757 on the text line brought to you by Lifetime Enclosures. My phone gave off a, quote, loud exposure warning Saturday night at the stadium. I just went and looked at the data. We hit 116 decibels Saturday at TIA Bank. Pretty Field. sweet. Pretty sweet. I like that. That's impressive. That is impressive. We'll keep it with the Jags coming up in the next segment of XL Primetime. Again, we are with you until 2 o'clock here on a fine Thursday in Duval County, two days out from the Jaguars and the Chiefs. It was always the Jags. Always. We saved you a seat. It's Lunch with Leon on 1010XL. Brought to you by Wingstop. Well, we had one of our, our, our Duval legends drop by just a second ago, so nothing wrong with playing uh, some good old Almond Brothers right now. It's certainly appropriate. Fans fired up all over the First Coast, uh, but one of our Duval legends, I call him Forrest Gump, he dropped by uh, with a Jeep uh, with a full-size 16 uh, Trevor standing up in the back with a Jaguar head on it and it already ripped through some Chiefs uh, uh, clothing. And so we have to tweet that bad boy out and make sure that, uh, you know, he's probably riding around right now if you see him, honk him up. Uh, but the Allman Brothers, this is kind of an interesting uh, pair of tickets that we'll give away at the end of this segment, but it's a like a cover band that plays jazzy Allman Brothers. Is that right, JJ? That's the that, that, that's what I'm getting from this. I haven't way? seen them, but I think that's the best way to describe it. Leon, by the way, hadn't heard any Allman's Brothers songs. Yes. Oh, which yeah. I was No, I knew Rambler Man. Oh, okay, I, I, I just wasn't familiar with uh, their, their, yeah, we're their work. Legendary. Now, this is Jessica. Yeah. There's actually no lyrics in this song, but it's very, very famous to uh, us white people. <laughs> <laughs> oh, I bet I bet he's heard Melissa. I've heard this. Oh, yeah. yeah I've heard this. Yeah, sweet Melissa's just. What you trying to say? Brothers can't listen to <laughs> No, you brothers. actually he surprised me Rock. with your, like, amount yeah, of. Yeah, yeah. Leon, he loves Southern Rock. Rock. It's got right. blues sewn yeah. through all of it. This is uh, Linda LaSalva's favorite band of all time, by the way. Really? Yeah. So you got Statesboro Blues. you got yeah. Soul Shine. you got some. I bet he knows Statesboro Blues. Yeah. Unbelievably good song. Five on your back porch, one of your cigars, bro. Yeah, that's a... Uh, some brown water. That's a sipper. Yeah. yeah. That's a sipper <laughs> there right there. Go. There ain't no getting away from that. All In right. In fact, I just gave myself an idea for tonight. Yeah, there you Did go. You? Okay. Uh, just get that playlist out and get it going. <laughs> All right. Now, if you've got, like, I'm looking at the numbers for, for, for Pat Mahomes, and this is the guy you got to extinguish. He's 5-0 and in the first two rounds of the playoffs in his career, uh, and the most prolific numbers in the first two rounds since the 1970 NFL merger. In the first two rounds... He is 5-0. and His completion percentage is 71%. His passing yards per game is over 325. His touchdown-to-interception ratio is 14-1. to His passer rating is 119.1. You've got to get to him. Those guys that we mentioned on that defensive side of the ball, 100% have got to get to him. Now, what is he? He's a magician. He's a manufacturer of time. 
he basically can run around and just make you miss. He doesn't look fast. Remember the way I described him, J.J.? He looks like he, he's been on a road trip and he's really got to go to the bathroom bad. And they said when you get out at the rest area, you got to walk really fast. I mean, that's <laughs> he what he does. looks like. He's always looking downfield, though. Yeah, you know? and he's just, he's just walking really fast. And the son of a gun just makes plays. So both sides, front end, back end, Leon, they have got to be able to – if he starts to – Kind of freelance and, and do his own thing. They got to be able. Well, to Well, first of all, that five and zero, he probably had to go up against some lame ducks. Right? This is a full fledged sark. He's got mm-hmm. to come on Saturday. Yeah. All yeah. right. So it's, it's true. We get so, but in saying that, he has to be neutralized. He has to be stopped. I mean, I call him the magi- I used to call I, well, we call him the magicians because you never know where angle this guy's going to be throwing the ball. I mean, he's going to run and throw. He's going to throw it across his across his shoulders. He's going to throw. He'll, he'll flip it to you. Um, he's definitely someone that you can't let dictate the tempo of the game or the game will get out of hand. You know what, though? If you cut him, he bleeds. He does bleed. He does. That's. I mean, if I'm – seriously, if I'm the Jack, this that's how you got to play it, man. Look, he's no different than anybody else staying your way right now. True. Go get him. True. Go affect him. Get him off his mark. Force him to throw. That's the key. Yeah, force him to throw without setting his feet, even though he does a great job of doing it, but you got a better chance of him, you know, where he's not squared up of throwing a, an errant pass or a pass that's not right or pass not on time, force him off his spot. If you can do that, you got a chance. Affect yeah. the quarterback. Mm. It, it, and we know that we went through the weapons that he had, that he got the ball to, even Kadarius Tony. He wasn't like Baker Mayfield off the bus, but he wasn't there very long, and he was one of the guys who scored. And and, and the other guys, Kelsey and Juju, who was it, Fant also scored? I think that – No, not no, Fant. Fant plays for Seattle. Uh, Gray, Gray, Gray yeah. is what I'm trying to think yes, of. Yes, yeah. the other tight end, uh, yeah. yes. Yeah, the other one that's just kind of throwing me off there. Uh, but he was the other tight end that got in the end zone. And so those guys, you've got to be able to – they come at you a lot of different ways, naturally. That's what they do. And Jarek McKinnon, this is a saucy nug, which kind of blows my mind. I saucy nugs. should have made this a funky fact. You know, as the most receptions since week 13 in the National Football League, touchdown receptions since week 13 in the National Football League? Jarek McKinnon. Jarek McKinnon. That's wacky. That just blows my mind. And again, the the Jaguars' defense is among the league leaders in allowing yards, receiving yards to running backs. Yeah. So that is definitely a talking point in the Jaguars' building, I would think, right now. Yeah, he got it going. He hadn't been there 100% all the time like we talked about before. But since week 13, eight, the most in the league. Speaking of running backs, uh, according to the NFL Network, where they currently already have a team on the ground, uh, it appears that the biggest concern – for your Kansas City Chiefs with regards to countering for the Jaguars is Travis Etienne. He of 108 yards last week. I'm trying to figure out. I want to make sure mm-hmm. I get which. Uh, I believe it was James Palmer. Yes, it was James mm-hmm. Palmer. I was blanking on it, on your name there, buddy boy. Um, but James Palmer is already on the ground in Kansas City, and he is reporting as we speak on NFL Network that that is indeed the biggest concern for the Kansas City Chiefs is stopping Travis Etienne, to which I've seen lots of Jaguar fans already sounding off on Twitter and on the text line brought to you by Lifetime Enclosure, saying, if you're going to just focus in on stopping the run and sell out for that, oh, that's going to open up a whole lot for Tra- Trevor and Doug Peterson. All right, so let's make this the 10-10 take, right on the heels of that, because if they want to focus in on the run game, there now are more things to worry about out of Duval. 
Now, Josie's 1010 Tape. Slow smoked and served up by Sonny's Barbecue. Local pit masters since 68. Now, Sonny's, they're getting ready for what should be a great celebration, especially if the hometown team makes it all the way. But when you're starting to make plans for what you know will be a big ball game in mid-February, you want to get a hold of that top prize from Sonny's Real Pit Barbecue. All you got to do is text the word Sonny's to our text line at 641-1010 and get ready for the big game game giveaway you got a chance to get sunnies with a pigskin party for 10 that's a 250 dollars value so make sure you text the word sunnies to 641-1010 so we think about what etn can do has done just as, as that guy that can get outside and is really big threat but if you think about what happened last saturday night there were four straight four touchdown drives from this team with four different guys in the end zone and it's all four that we've talked about all year long. Marvin Jones Jr. doesn't get mentioned nearly as much, but you got Christian Kirk, Zay Jones, Evan Ingram, and Marvin Jones Jr. They were all in the end zone on four backed or four consecutive scoring drives. That's without Travis Etienne getting in the end zone. Travis set him up at the one, but they all scored. And so that's what Kansas City's got to deal with. Multiple weapons, multiple targets coming from multiple different spots on the football field that can hit you. That is is honestly what this football team has been with Doug Peterson calling plays and Trevor slinging it. So that's the 10-10 take. I don't think you can think of a time in, 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 in the not-so-distant past where you had four weapons, not even including Travis Etienne, that were in the end zone. That's can a great, you? great segue. Great segue to how will the Chiefs try to counter. If you really are going to sell out for Travis Etienne, how do you counter – also accounting for all of those various threats that uh, all were part of the bulky masterclass, lest we forget. Mm-hmm. So I found this clip last night. This is courtesy of Kansas City Sports Network. I didn't know they existed uh, until last night. A super cool outlet who actually has been very critical of the home team out there in the Midwest. And so mm-hmm. this is from Brett Colliman, who already has a YouTube following that I know a lot of Jaguar fans are familiar with, the film room on YouTube. Here he is on describing why he has concerns, if you're a Chiefs fan, about what Doug Peterson and those playmakers you just alluded to in the 10-10 take, Josie, could do against Steve Spagnuolo's defense. Schematically, I am concerned here because the Chiefs do not play the same style of defense that the Chargers played to constrain this defense. And the type of defense the Chiefs play is the exact type of defense that Doug Peterson is really good at exploiting. (laughs) So, like, we... We need Chris Jones to play out of his mind. We need Karloftis. We need all these edges. Like, they need to have the game of their life. Because (laughs) schematically speaking on the back end, this favors Jacksonville, as weird as that is to say. They're nervous, JoJo. Yeah. Yeah. I love it. They're nervous. What what, what do you think? Not the players, just the the fans. They're they're a little nervous. Well, I mean, even in the last game, there were opportunities for us to score that we didn't take advantage of. And the reason why is because we gave up so much pressure mm-hmm. and our inability to run the football. But if we give Trevor some protection, if we can run with Travis ATN, man, that's going to open up the floodgates for all those wide receivers to get open in open space and us to make those plays that we didn't make the last time. We Bro, won. how poorly they played last time? Yeah. You hit those field goals, and it's a completely different game. It's a four-point mm-hmm. ball game. Mm-hmm. Yeah. It's, I mean, they were mm-hmm. down 21-nothing. Yeah. And you mm-hmm. hit those field goals, and it's fourth quarter – Last drive game, just like every flipping other game this season. Yeah. 
Now, Brett mm-hmm. also went in depth, and you can check out that clip on their Twitter page. It's KC Sports Network. He went in depth about the too high safety look. And I see some folks on the text line brought to you by Lifetime Enclosures also asking about defending Travis Kelsey. We'll dive into that in the 1 o'clock hour. Mm-hmm. Um, but what he really stressed with that too high safety look versus what the Chargers presented a week ago is just in terms of the defensive backs that the Chiefs have and their experience in crowding the box versus then also having the ability to drop back into coverage. Because lest we forget, if you look at this Chiefs depth chart, I mean, they've got a couple of rookies starting at the defensive back position, Leon. And so if you really are going to bring them to the line of scrimmage because you are going to do everything you possibly can, they may end up in the same boat that uh, that um, Asante Samuel Jr. was in a week ago when Doug Peterson was challenging him to try to tackle Travis Etienne on the outside, just like he did week three in that meeting. Yeah, I mean, if, if you're going to play a too high safety look against us, you absolutely have got to run the football. The, it's a, it's a, it's a, the offensive line has to run the football. They're going to give you seven in the box. Yeah. You've got to run the ball. You've got to pound them. Make them want to have to drop that safety down there in coverage, and now you got single-man coverage, and now you're opening up the middle for the tight end, all that kind of stuff. you got to force their hand. you got you got to pound them up for front, force their hand, and then, then exploit them with the passing game. You're going to sit back there with two high safeties and and say you're going to stop our running game? Absolutely. You can't. I mean, honestly, that's what they did the first drive of the last time they went there. Mm -hmm. I mean, ETN's first carry, I think, was like for 18 yards. Mm -hmm. He throws the deep ball. He got got the safeties to creep. First drive, throws the deep ball to Kirk. He catches it. They're at the seven-yard line. Mm -hmm. Drops the ball. Drives over. Yeah. So, yeah, I mean, there's, there's your idea, your plan. It played out series one. Yeah. Literally series one. That's what you're looking for. All right, let's head into the 1 o'clock hour. you got plenty more you can throw at us. You know, you're starting to really count it down right now, getting ready for the party. So things that you're thinking about right now on a Thursday, you can hit the text line designed by Lifetime Enclosures at 641-1010. We played a little Almond Brothers coming in. JJ, let's hook them up coming out. Yes, so this is a pair of – this is a pair of tickets to Big Band of Brothers, not Band of Brothers, Big Band of Brothers, a jazz celebration to the Almond Brothers – this is January 25th at Pontevedra Concert Hall, so be caller number four right now at 641-1010. free. That's 1-800-747-3733. Main office, Jacksonville. This is your Southeast Orthopedic Specialist local sports update brought to you by First Coast Honda Dealers. I'm Taylor Dahl for 1010XL. JU Dolphins basketball back on the court tonight as they face Liberty. You will be able to hear that game on 10-10 a.m. beginning at 7 p.m. Dolphins have won their last two of three and look to continue tonight at home. While UNF basketball also in action tonight as they host Queens tonight at 7 p.m. Looking for a win after losing their last three games. Tampa Bay Bucks have fired Byron Leftwich For the first time, Bucks coach Todd Bowles will be able to assemble his own offensive staff. And for Florida Gator baseball, they are hot on the recruiting trail recently as they've added three new commits in the past three days, including two blue-chip prospects as Kev- Kevin O'Sullivan continues to keep Gator baseball competitive. 79 degrees at 106. Time and temper brought to you by Bueller Air Condition. Stay cooler with Bueller. This 1010XL 92.5 FM hour is powered by Anajar and Levine Accident Attorneys. Call 1-800-747-FREE. That's 1-800-747-3733. We saved you a seat. It's Lunch with Leon on 1010XL. Brought to you by Wingstop. One o'clock hour is here. It's XL Primetime. Joe C., me O'Brien. 
Maddie Hayes, Big Surs. We got the one o'clock hour reserved for you as we keep talking Jaguars, Chiefs. That just happened. Brought to you by Florida Home AC, the official air conditioning partner of the Jacksonville Jaguars. Quick pivot as we stay within the National Football League ranks. The Baltimore Ravens and offense coordinator Greg Roman are parting ways after an impressive run. Obviously, Lamar Jackson's future is in question in Baltimore and now the longtime OC leaving Baltimore. And and really, there's no, I don't think there's been a lot of chatter with his name attached to other head or excuse me, head coach or offensive coordinator openings. Uh, I don't believe I've heard them. Um, The Detroit Lions offensive coordinator said, keep my name off the list. I'm going to stick around and stay in Detroit under Dan Campbell, which I also thought uh, Williams is is up there. I thought that was high praise for the job that's been that's been done in Detroit. I love this. This is from Athletes First, who represents uh, Greg Roman. I love the first line of this press, uh, Mm. the quote from the press release. After visiting with Coach Harbaugh and after huddling up with my family, I have decided that now is the right time to move on from the Ravens so that I can explore new challenges and opportunities. Mm-hmm. Wow. Yeah, after huddling up, yeah. <clears throat> yeah. Well, does this mean this This might be the end for Lamar? I mean, I, the whole – I thought Greg Oldham put Roman, the off- – yeah. Roman. Roman put the offense in play. He did. And built it around he Lamar's – He came from San Francisco to yeah. Baltimore – uh, you can give him credit for being innovative, for doing a lot of different things, uh, to basically get Lamar on the run and still be an effective passer. And he may get clobbered from time to time for not being such an effective passer. He's still very good. Uh, and so, I don't know, man. The clock is ticking on Lamar and the Ravens as to who's going to blink. Did he did he preserve the body uh, when he might have been more available? We'll never know that answer uh, with a PCL injury. He said he was balling and trying everything he could to get back well, out there, and we all know that he that he didn't. You know, I, I I thought it was interesting when I was uh, looking on Twitter how uh, Robert Griffin III defended Lamar because of his issues with his knee. Because the, the, I'm under the impression that the Ravens felt like Lamar could still play with a knee brace. Never said it out loud, but they might yeah, have been. Yeah, yeah. And that Lamar and, and RG3 was basically defending Lamar because – he, you know, this this notion that you, you do it for the team and you sacrifice your body for the team and all that kind of stuff. But I think ultimately RG3 may have cost his career by playing with that knee, that knee brace. Well, we'll remind people. Because he was never the same afterwards. Yeah, he was one of the first guys who asked back out on the field. And this was before mm-hmm. all the medical people that needed to be independent on the sidelines. Remember, this was when Mike Shanahan was coaching. Mm-hmm. Uh, and, who? gosh, there were a bunch of coaches there, McVay and all of them, I think, back then. But anyway – He's the one who said, I'm going back out there. And he put himself in harm's way, and we all know that. He and he was a really good player at that point. Yeah. In the, yeah. In the beginning of his career, yeah. he really was. Yeah. Mm-hmm. I, I just think the Ravens will make a huge mistake if they, they move on from him. That's going to be a big mistake. Well, it's going to set He'll the franchise s- back. He, he will go somewhere. Yeah. They'll draft a quarterback. He'll go somewhere. Yeah. And wherever he goes, it's going to be immediate. Because he's, I mean, that guy, that type of athlete, and a guy who I think is a way underrated thrower. Right. Once he's healthy, he can flick man, it. He, that's a dangerous player. But but he, uh, as dynamic as Lamar is, he also has to understand that this is the NFL. You got to get down. You got to get down. Yeah, I agree. But you, I agree. Those hits, that's why I'm worried about Josh Allen. Josh Allen is a big body guy. He's probably a little bit bigger than Lamar Boyle. But some of the hits that he takes, leaping over people, body shot, leg yeah. shots, man, that takes a toll on your body after a while. And Lamar, it, he's understanding that all those shots, those hits that he's been taking throughout his career, they amount to add up. 
So let's bring that back to Jacksonville then, Leon, what we were just talking about during the break. Mm-hmm. Trevor Lawrence. He needs to run more. <laughs> well, well, he's also smart when he runs. He yeah, he is smart. He doesn't put himself he, in position No, but he's a weapon, hits. man. This is, this is a guy at Clemson. I mean, this guy, I mean, Trevor Lawrence runs a 4-4-4-5. Four, 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 yeah, I mean, he, he and, needs and, to. And, and you can put defenses at bay when you know that your quarterback has the scrambling ability to get 10, 15, 20 but yards the toe, on the fly. The toe. I know it. That's it what be. I'm thinking. It might be the toe is the reason why. He he won't because I, I he was a lot more versatile in college, where you know a play if a play wasn't Hell, there, earlier this year he was running yeah exactly a play breaks down they give you man coverage yeah. everybody's oh, back there because he needs gone, to right give he needs to give a little little more life to that RPO option even a run run option because meaning put it in the belly of ETN or pull right. it and, and run yourself and and he is good enough to do that and th- this goes back to what we were talking about before uh, and, and even that uh, KC Sports Network that that played that that breakdown of what he thinks Doug Peterson can do call sheet wise to a, uh, the, a defense that Kansas city is going to run. If you put Trevor with his heels and wheels moving left, right, whatever drop, make him make a decision and declare. And then he take off and run. That's a, a whole nother element. And that Kansas city will have a very difficult time stopping as much as uh, uh, Mahomes can kind of improvise. Trevor could just take off. That's, that's big. I do want to circle back briefly because the text line has a tale of two tales mm-hmm. on uh, with regards to Greg Roman, the now uh, departed, not fired, departed Baltimore Ravens offense coordinator and Lamar Jackson. Uh, 6989 says Roman and Lamar are going to end up in Tampa next year. Huh. 9478 says Roman gets hired wherever Anthony Richardson gets drafted and that will be dangerous. Uh-huh. Hey, Thoughts, boys. Yeah, yeah. It's, it's honestly – if you find a guy that you think can have an opportunity to be developed, then, yeah, you find the guy that develops the best with the same skill set. That's for sure. I'll remind people, Lamar came here. All you got to do is go back and take a look at the tax letter Gator Bowl at the end of his uh, college career. It was not pretty. Not pretty. And then I know he was a Heisman Trophy winner and all that. He was dynamic as all get out. Anthony Richardson can't even, you know, the old classic line, can't carry his cleats. But – We'll find out. Someone, as you have often said, Matt, an OC will or head coach will look at him and go. They all think they can fix it. Yeah, they do. They do. There's an OC right now in the NFL or multiple OCs and multiple quarterbacks coach that think they can fix AR. Yeah. Multiple. Yeah. Lamar was a star in the college football game. When he won a Heisman. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> Anthony Richardson did not win the yeah. Heisman, contrary to what many thought uh, week two right, of the right. college and football season. That's what I said. You know, he, he, won, he has the hardware. He won. He is well, big. He, he was an MVP in the NFL. He's, yeah, yeah. he's a legit Don't say pre, you know, just going back yeah, to yeah. that, you know, that whole AR discussion yeah. is that that cat had hardware and was dynamic. End of his, end of his college career here, he did not look so hot. But that's then, because the whole Petrino thing had broken down. It was just, yeah, yeah, it was just mess. a mess. But, yeah, uh, someone is going to salivate over the idea of turning AR into a player. The Tampa Bay Buccaneers, meanwhile, have formally announced how many of their coaches are leaving their staff. And, boys, it is a lengthy list. So, obviously, the headline this morning that Byron left, which the former Jaguars quarterback, now the Tampa Bay Buccaneers, now fired Tampa Bay Buccaneers OC is out in Tampa. Also leaving the staff are specialist coach Chris Benoit, Wide receiver coach Kevin Garver, offensive quality control coach Jeff Castle, assistant defensive line coach Lori Locust, who many believe is the only female defensive coach in the National Football League. She is now out. And running backs coach Todd McNair. This one's where it's interesting. Quarterbacks coach Clyde Christensen, senior offensive assistant Rick Christoffel, and outside linebackers coach Bob Sanders have decided to retire. So it's not just that they're clearing house in Tampa. 
it seems like there were a lot of people uh, there, to Maddie's point, that maybe it, the run was over. Yeah, I, I, I really think that, that just using the Buccaneer ship, that ship has sailed. Uh, and, and Clyde Christensen, I, I'd have to go back and look, but I believe him and Bob Sanders were with Arians up in Indianapolis. And, and so they're old. They have been around. With apologies to Coach Campo, they you know they're up there in in age, and so they probably are looking at that. You know what? This is this is time to go ahead and get off the train. It just runs out sometimes, man. Mm-hmm. And I, I honestly think that's what happened. And and I don't think I don't think Brady wants to be part of. Yeah, it just ran out, and that's how my career is going to run out. No way, yeah. no way. That's why I think he's coming back at least for another year, just to show that's not me. Well, I'm not going is, out on that. I'm not. Let's put it this way. I'm not going out on eight and ten. I'm going out on whatever twelve and six. So you don't well, th- you don't like this Lamar to right. Lamar to Tampa? You don't like that? You think or you think Brady's going somewhere else? No, I think he's going somewhere else. Yeah, yeah, yeah definitely. Yeah. Well, you got to remember what the Buccaneers were before Tom Brady came there. Twelve straight years they had made the postseason. Right. They had a nice little three year run, Super Bowl included. Yeah. You know they were contenders. Well and, worth it. And they won the division. I mean, a lot. To, that's a successful run yeah. in my opinion. Yeah. I take that it, all day. It's, uh, it's instead of a return to glory, it's a return to anonymity, uh, and and that's basically Tommy. Uh, that's yeah. why they called it, you know, Tampa Bay or Champa Bay, and all those names they had down there because he brought them a little something, and then it, it it's fleeting. You you went and got it, and it, you can always celebrate it. No way you can take it away. But yeah, they probably will sink yeah. into. He uh, may have to take a pay cut wherever he goes. You know. He may have to take a record cut, is what it's uh, honestly. I you you may dream of uh, of him going out, you know, uh, high. And, I mean, there are teams out there that could use him that he could win with. Oh well, yeah, Saints. Yeah, how good would he be with the Saints? That's a good defense, no question about it. They um, got some good skill players C- too. Camara and, and and heck, Chris Olave would probably love to have Tom Brady. You kidding me? Yeah, uh, I I get all that, but I also get the fact that Jets. He was, think the Jets could use him. Yeah, he he was. You know what he did the other night. He 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 leg whipped two guys after picking off the ball. Okay, that was a, just a chumpy I know chumpy did. move I by know Tom Brady. I don't think it was chumpy. It was just you know. Oh, it was dirty. Anybody else? Hey, anybody else did that, Leon? What would they be saying? Dirty, dirty, dirty. Mm-hmm. Not not. There's not dirty Tom. and no. funky. That was funky. Well, wasn't you know what? Dirty. Yeah, what you know? He he, he should have got a cleat in the groin. Yeah. That's what he should have got. Yeah. Then I stop all that. <laughs> that would fix him up. All right, a couple more uh, as we get back to the Chiefs uh, and, and your Jaguars. And I was looking at some stats. And if you could put pressure on Mahomes, and I'll even tie it to Lamar because Lamar was also in this category. But next gen threw out something real interesting as far as where you – if you can pressure Pat Mahomes, and this is pretty simple to say, harder to do. But if you can pressure him, you can force him into some bad decisions. So we'll get into that coming up. It's XL Primetime. Saved you a seat. It's lunch with Leon on 1010XL. Brought to you by Wingstop. Before we send Leon off for the day, and I do see some texts on the text line brought to you by Lifetime Enclosures asking about the tattoo. We will have an update on that here in just a second. Want to reshare the information for those of you that are headed out to, ta- to Kansas City. As far as tailgating with the boys at Bold City Brigade, I know that Cap came on Jaguars today. If you want to go back to your on-demand tab for 1010XL, you can listen. I believe he was in the 11 o'clock hour. Uh, He had all the specifics with regards to what the brigade is going to be bringing to Kansas City. But in case you don't have time to do that, 
Here is kind of your quick primer for you. They do have a party planned tomorrow night at Johnny's Tavern, which is in the Power and Light District, 1310 Grand Boulevard. Don't need to pay anything to get in the door. Obviously, once you get there, food and beverage, you got to pay for it yourself. But all Jaguar fans, welcome to that. And then on Saturday, it is an all-inclusive Jaguar fan tailgate brought to you by Game Day Hospitality. So that's going to be about a 10-minute walk right outside the parking lot outside of Arrowhead. So it's a separate parking lot, but it's just going to be Jags fans. And if you head on over to their website at Bold City Brigade, it'll link you to Game Day Hospitality. They've got a ton of packages, whether that's uh, one package where if it's non-alcoholic drinks, but it's an all-you-can-eat bu- uh, buffet, or if you do want to be drinking, there's also options for that as well. So go check it out at their website. Um, go check out the Bold City Brigade social channels. It'll link you over to that. Uh, Tony Baselli has already said he will be in attendance at the party tomorrow night at Johnny's nice. Tavern. So nice. uh, if you're headed to Kansas City, make sure you check on out all those details. Uh, you mentioned the tat, and there is one on the text line, Design oh. Lifetime Enclosures, that has mm-hmm. gone with the – it was no. always the Jags uh, tattoo. Okay. Yeah. 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 That, yeah. Leon's not going no, that route. No, I'm not going we will have you know what? I kind of want to hold off on the tat. You know, I want to get the tat with the Lombardi on it. Oh, now he's stepping it off. If you really had faith in this team, you would get no, no, that. No, no, I'm, I'm going to get the tat, whatever. But I'm, what I'm saying is. With the Lombardi. Yeah, why would you have to it. wait for them to win the uh, Super Bowl? Yeah, wait. No, no, no. Get it with Lombardi. That, hey, listen. Uh, uh, Don't be uh, a Ever heard of it? Uh-oh. <laughs> <laughs> no, 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 no. It would be the ultimate uh-oh. It would be. I'm saying wait. I, you know, let's, let's hold off on this thing a little bit. Listen, all of a sudden, I think uh, Leon's tattoo has become Matt's Achilles. Okay? That's what I'm, that's what I'm hearing No, right no, now. I want the tat. Okay. I, want, I, I definitely want, I want the tat. But, you know, I want to ride this train a little bit. If you bit. wait long enough, it's all good. Like, I'm all good now, man. You hey, nine months. Yeah, but we got. We, we know this one's in the bag. We know this. We haven't played it this week. Keep it going. Oh, that's true. We need it played. A riverside, I play. Don't make me. You can't ride a lineman. I eat them for lunch. Get them off with the one-two punch. Surf, take them down. ATL bound, Super Bowl bound. Which, for what it's worth, one of your co-authors of that jam. Who was that? One Keenan McCardell. K-Mac. Reportedly finished his interview a couple hours ago for the offensive coordinator position in New England. Nice. The Patriots. Nice. Good for Keenan. Yeah. I, I don't know. Like He's, he's, he's a good <clears throat> player developer from mm-hmm. everything you can gather. Um, but I don't know whether – is he a playbook guy, Leon? Would you describe him? Because obviously, you know what his playbook was when he came back in after the game? Well, when he was playing with you, he said, I was open, right? That was – Oh, yeah. He was, he was always open. He was, <laughs> he was always open. No, but I would, I would think Keenan would be an outstanding offensive coordinator because you got to remember the wide receivers coach and the quarterback coach, they probably spend most of their time with the coordinators, yeah. you know, breaking down defenses and coverages and all that kind of stuff, and then trying to manipulate the offense to where mm-hmm. you can get guys open and stuff like that. So, I mean, he's been in the league long enough and around enough people where he may, may, be, a, may be a coordinator. Listen, he can't do as bad as a defensive coordinator making make an offensive uh, play call in, in New England. So, at least well, you can give him a shot. Yeah, that would be awesome. By the way, the quarter – or excuse me, wide receivers coach here did a pretty dang good job. When we just mentioned – uh, now, that was the tight end and Evan Ingram that scored first, but three different wide receivers made huge plays. Two of them wide open. Kirk with a great contested catch. Got to give CJ some credit uh, for the job he's done. Which, did you see that our, our guy, Chris Jackson, yeah. friend of the program, wide receivers coach for the Jags, he did respond on Twitter to the report 
that linking him to Texas. Yeah, linking him to the University of Texas, and he said, "No, I am, I am uh, under." He, he, he was he was like, "I am under contract. I am Duval. I don't know where this came from. We're finishing the job here." Yeah, I, I love it. I love it. All right, now I mentioned the next next gen stats, so just kind of chew on this for, for a second, sir, before you head out. And I mentioned putting pressure on Pat Mahomes. We all know it's it's easier said than done. And if you do try and send extras, you know, he's got a plan for that. He can beat the blitz as good as anybody. But I'm I'm looking at these numbers, okay? This is next gen. This is Pat Mahomes passing with versus without pressure, all right? So far this season, without pressure, close to 75% completion percentage. With pressure, 41%. Mm. With uh, passing yards, without pressure, 8.7. With 6.1. Passing touchdowns to interceptions, without pressure, 34 touchdowns, 5 picks. With pressure, 7 for 7. An even exchange. Passer rating goes from 119 without pressure to 57.7 with pressure. Mm-hmm. It is... It, I know that sounds simple, you, but you got to be able to get to him. But you get to him, yeah. you, you got something. Yeah, I mean, if you get to him uh, essentially with, without blitzing, uh, I think if you if your front four can get to Patrick Mahomes, you don't have to blitz. Mm-hmm. I, I think you'll probably have a better chance of covering on the back end. But if you right. got a blitzes, that's that's when you get exposed by him. When you when you blitz him, he gives you opportunity for more of his receivers to get open. If we can get pressure on them, how? However, we get pressure on them, it's going to be essential to the ball game because you can't sit there and just let him pick you apart. You got to get some kind of pressure on. It doesn't necessarily has to be sacks, but like Matt was saying, you got to get him off his spot. Yeah, you got to get him off his spot. And you got to get him moving and maneuvering in and the pocket. I mean, that's not unique to him either. That's every quarterback. But yeah. Oh, very right, much with him, so. he's especially with him, he can even make throws off his spot. But mm-hmm. you've got a much better chance of him doing something he shouldn't do. He's out of that pocket and trying to do something off schedule. Yeah, so his passer rating went from 119 to 57.7. Next Gen Stat says that's a 61.3 uh, drop, okay? Guess what he fell into? He fell into a pile. That was the third highest um, in the NFL this year. Drop. The other two were Kyler Murray and Lamar Jackson. Okay, Kyler struggled mightily. Yeah. Lamar, when pressured, struggled mightily and we that, saw that here a month and a half ago yeah. that also makes me wonder how many coverage sacks it is of Mahomes just running around in the backfield because yeah. he panics and then finally getting to him and it's just it's it's not even the blitz necessarily it's just pressure and like like Leon's saying if you can get pressure with four you got you can't something. do those twists man mm-hmm. nope it leaves the edge open you cannot do those twists yeah. you got to well, well, secure the edge man which well, is why I mean, you drafted you Trayvon you Walker twist. right which but is why you, gotta, you drafted you Trayvon Walker edge, well, I mean, if you if you're running if you're running ETs and the tackles are looping, you 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 should be fine. Right, but the tackles sometimes don't. Which loop. they don't. They, it, it, it take a ride you know getting around I mean? the loop. Sometimes yeah. they don't loop. <laughs> yeah, right, but Arden Key from that position has had some success doing some of those uh, T and E's or ENTs, uh, which is good. And I know that, you mm-hmm. love those, but oh, absolutely, those absolutely open you up to if the guy yeah. didn't get out there quick well, enough or well, misses an angle. I tell you what, you, bye bye. You can still do you can still do three man twists. You can do tackle tackle in around outside yeah. whatever. you – Whatever you can do, you mix and match to you know, keep, them, keep the offensive line as confused as possible. Which, speaking of that Chiefs offensive line, let's go left to right. Mm-hmm. Leon, you tell me who scares you the most of these names. Orlando Brown Jr. at left tackle. Joe Thune. Creed Humphrey, the center. Trey Smith, right guard. Andrew Wiley, the right tackle. I mean, none of them scare me. I mean, they're good guys. I think Orlando Brown, I think Thune is probably the best one, the left guard. 
He's probably the most solid one on the Both team. Both their guards are really good. Yeah, the, yeah, 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 yeah. And Creed's yeah. Uh, yeah. Like two or three years in the league has been yeah. pretty good. Yeah, yeah. But I think if you if you if you're going to attack anybody, I, I would I would do the right tackle, put some pressure on him. Now he's not bad, but I'm saying of all, of the five, that's who I would go after. If you're thinking about, I don't know whether I would call it exotic blitzes or not. Just the fact that Mike Caldwell has more guys, more comfortable. Uh, coach preaches all the time. He's simplified things on defense. While making it a little more simple, he's been able to give a few more uh, responsibilities to these guys. Okay, simple means you're just doing the same thing over and over. That's not true. It's simplifying things and still getting these guys to, to either send five or do the exotic blitzes like you're talking about. And they can handle it more now, yeah. which they couldn't necessarily handle it before. Yeah. Well, I, I also think they can handle it, and I also think they're performing is because, like I said at the beginning of the show, it's when you get on a roll like this, guys play to their ceiling. Mm-hmm. And these yeah. guys are playing to their ceiling. Roy Robinson, Harris, Arden Key, these guys all are. And that's when you get on a, you know, you start to, a team gets galvanized like that, man, you, there's no telling how far you can go. Yeah. Yeah. It, it's, it's, I look at the next guy and I don't worry about him. And that's, that's yeah. kind of how they're operating right now. All right, Big Search, we don't worry about you when you head out either. Yeah. Actually, I do a little bit, but I, I, no, I'm, I'm, I'm a good hand. Yeah. Yeah. You get some almond brothers, huh? Almond brothers on the back porch. Uh, where I'm going, I think they they play a little southern rock. Right. Yeah. yeah. Hey, Leon, I'm realizing now as we're about to send you off, we never actually uh, got our poll question brought to you by Beaver Toyota mm-hmm. today. So I'll ask you, and then hopefully JJ can post it. What is your menu for Saturday? How will you be watching Jags Chiefs? What will you be snacking on? I, you know, I don't know. It's going to be. Um, I don't know if it's not, it's not. I'm not going to a potluck, but I'm going to a watch party. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. So I'm not. I'm not sure what they're going to be cooking. I'm sure it's going to be good wherever I go. Local oh, gonna, or Orlando? Huh? Local or Orlando? No, local, local. Okay. Yeah, we're going to ask quarter. fans to kind of uh, give uh-huh. us their, their you got menu the fifth tomorrow, quarter. Sure. So you got to be around. Yeah, exactly. I got the fifth quarter after after the win. Yeah, I thought you were going to go see Auntie or something. No, I can't go. Him and Hack are going to have a potluck. Oh, yeah. If the Jags go to the Super Bowl, I think we need Auntie to come up here and cook. Hell, yeah. For 10 10. Oh, I uh, I can make that happen. I'll tell you what. That would be good. All right. Enjoy the rest of the afternoon. All right. All right. (laughs) If you guys have your pregame menu already planned, I saw yesterday a lot of our friends on the text line bringing you uh, photos of the pigs they will be roasting, or they did roast last week. Respond to us on Twitter at 1010XL, or you can hit the text line as I'm a Lifetime Enclosures. What will you be eating? What will you be drinking as you get ready for the Jaguars and Chiefs this Saturday coming up at 430? Time now for a funky fact. Get funky with Funky Buddha. Funky fact, uh, you can keep the uh, playoff fun rolling with a little Funky Buddha. Look for him in the cooler section of your local grocer. So we're obviously just wondering if this run can continue, hoping, praying to the football gods, all that stuff. Well, the New York Giants are probably feeling the same way because these are two teams that basically – have come out of nowhere. To, playing well, also playing yeah, really well. They're, they're playing well. Yeah. You know what the combined, this is not the funky fact, but the combined record of Jacksonville and New York last year was a tidy little 7-27. 7-27. And, and, and they've won playoff games. All right, so if you take a look at the number of teams over the past five postseasons, okay, that have finished last or tied for last in their divisions, have rebounded with a berth in their conference championship games. Okay? Who are they? 
I think the Bucks, maybe. Bengals, I think, from last year. Yeah, Bengals. Oh, okay. No, the Bucks definitely. Well, hmm. The Bengals last year. Yeah, Bengals last year. Championship game. In the last five years. 49ers. Uh, two are uh, two are yeah. obvious. Uh, we need we need years and all that kind of stuff. So. All right, the 49ers when they uh, and the Eagles, uh, Eagles, the Eagles in twenty seventeen. Is that within our when uh, the quarterback got hurt and they got and the, they took Bose with the first first what three picks? Yep, correct. Jimmy what Garoppolo was that? got hurt. That, that would have been twenty seventeen. Yeah, I think that's right. Yeah, it would have been twenty seventeen because that would have been CJ Beathard's first year and he was thrust into duty. So yeah, so that's twenty seventeen. And I have the Eagles as well from that year. All right, now. And the Bengals last year. The Bengals, definitely. Oh, and okay. the Jags, duh, 2017. Thank you, thank yes. you, thank yeah. you. I was just waiting for you all to get to this because this is this is doable and this is manageable because this has kind of got Jacksonville tied to it twice out of the four teams. Cincinnati a year ago, the Jacksonville Jaguars in 2017, and the Philadelphia Eagles in 2017 with Doug Peterson. That is three of the four. You mentioned San Francisco. What was the year again? 17? Mm, no. 18? 19. Uh, last 20. year. 2021. Oh, last year. Yeah. Okay, because they all got hurt again. Yeah. And they got, uh, what's his name, the quarterback. Oh, for sure. The and remember, they knocked season. out Aaron Rodgers, number one, by going up there yeah. and, and picking him off right off the jump. Anyway, so Bengals, 49ers, Jags, and Eagles. And the Jags are right back there in position trying to do it again. Of course, the G-Men can also uh, be a team that can do it if they were to keep it You don't going. want to consistently do that, by the way. Mm-hmm. Like every five years go from worst to first. You don't want to do that. Yeah. No, I, 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 the, the Duval pain. Are you saying everyone... you would much rather be the Patriots like in the 2000s, Matt? Like that's a, <laughs> that's a bold strategy, Cotton. <laughs> I'm, yeah. I'm saying I'd much rather win like, you know, 9, 10, 11, 12 games. Be in it every year. Yeah. Well, the, the, classic, yeah. the, the classic question has always been, and, and we, we actually had to short it up because it, before it was like a decade uh, you know, posed the question, if you could win a Super Bowl every decade and suck the other nine years, would you take it? Well, that's a lot of pain to go through, but you would have one yes, every, would. every decade. Would you? Yeah. You'd have oh one every decade. Oh, my God. As a team, listen, no, as no, a Hurricane no, you're not, fan, you're not I get... thought we were going to just keep winning and winning and winning. Now I'm like, dang, I would – Love to have one every. You're time. not guaranteed one every decade. You're saying, saying one in nine in ten years. You're saying you pose the question. You suck you, nine years. You don't all of a sudden get another one in oh, year eleven. You just get. It's just a ten year deal. Is all you're saying. Every ten years you suck oh, nine. Every and ten one years one. you get. So you're talking about two Super Bowls in two decades. Yeah, you'd have yeah, to I'd take that. Absolutely, yeah. you'd, you'd have to take it. So I want to touch on our Twitter poll question of the day brought to you by Beaver Toyota. I was Super Bowl yeah. suck forever. Yeah. What is on the menu uh, for your Jags watch party this Saturday? Because then we will take a brief foray into the college football ranks, especially since outside the lines and Sports Center are talking about Jaden Rashada as we speak. So we got to touch on that before we say goodbye. Outside the lines still exists. Uh, it's part of Sports Center now, oh, so they do like a ten Jim minute. Shot, it's unfortunate, in my opinion, because it was one of my favorite programs. Really, you're such a nerd. Well, I am a nerd. Thank you. I embrace <laughs> journalism. Lunch. Indeed, that's probably the best sound effect choice of the week. Um, but yeah, what is on the menu? Uh, speaking of nerds, uh, for your Jags watch party this Saturday, our boy Jack Young says he's going to be heading over to Monkey's Uncle and having some wings. Mm-hmm. I like this one from Trey and Mandarin off the text line brought to you. By by Lifetime Enclosures, doing a cul-de-sac party with all the neighbors. We're throwing the game on the projector with the big screen, Beautiful. doing peel-and-eat jumbo mayport shrimp, ribs, wings on the smoker, mac and cheese, pasta salad, washing yes. it all down with teal and black jello shots and some ice-cold beer. Luckily, no driving will be necessary. Yeah. Uh, I love you, Trey. That is just awesome. 
uh, uh, GPS me, man. Uh, Trey and Mandarin. Pasta salad cool. is like a super underrated football, you know, meal. It's just yeah. there all day. If you, if you got some salami and some <sighs> cheese in there with it, yeah, yeah, you're yeah, talking really dirty good. to me, and I yeah. kind of like. Yeah, yeah. You're <laughs> talking dirty to me, and I yeah. kind of like. What it. about coleslaw Thank though? You, I'm more of a coleslaw over pasta salad. Oh, no. just, I'm an anti mayo guy, coleslaw. so I'll take dry coleslaw. Yeah, I like coleslaw. Like over like, what, over pasta salad? Not over pasta salad. Over potato salad though. You get you a good yeah. If it's a good slaw, not a mayonnaise up slaw. Yeah, exactly. You get you a good pulled pork and a nice toasted fresh bread slaw. And on it. Some yeah, slaw yeah, on top yeah. Of there. Of course. Well, broccoli yeah. slaw. Yeah, I bet Fran just had broccoli yeah. slaw yeah. before. You know. All right, that. here we go. Now the two minute drill brought to you by Tire Outlet. Tire Outlet is now hiring. Visit tireoutlet.com slash careers. Equal opportunity employer. Angie just walks into a food network that show. Been, let me just say this. That might have been the greatest two minutes of radio. Okay? I didn't want to interrupt it. You know what? It didn't last two minutes, but it probably felt like I wanted to sit back right there and just let that thing happen. Here okay? I was going to ask Frank Frangie about Jaden Rashada being national television news. And yeah. no, instead I'm going to ask you, rank the following, Frank. Coleslaw, potato salad, and pasta salad. Coleslaw, potato salad, pasta salad. Potato salad won by a wide margin. Ooh. I got a, then I got a gap. Then I'm going to go pasta salad and then whatever the hell else you said. And then whatever yeah. the uh, coleslaw. Coleslaw, yeah, okay. yeah. I, mean, I like coleslaw. But I, but the, you give me really... potato salad on a goddamn afternoon lunch, I'm going to go take a nap. A mustard potato salad or non-mustard potato yeah, salad? I love the fact that you went both ways. Either. 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 either, okay. either. Yeah, that's I the hot that. German potato salad. That. Who doesn't love potato is. salad? I, I'm. I, you look, don't like potato salad? I'm a carnivore. I am a meat eater. If well, I so can am fit, I. But I, you you like potato salad? You just don't eat it anymore because you now weigh 112 yeah, pounds. But I, but you I, I'm, been, an anto, okay, I'm an anti mayo guy. But, but before you were like in in shape guy. Okay. <laughs> I'm an anti mayo guy. Now listen, Frank. Keller you know, lost like 40 pounds, didn't yeah. he? At least. Yeah. I, yeah, yeah, I would have. I would have eaten the hell out of out of, out of yeah, some of that. Yeah. yeah. I, I'm not telling you. You tell me, Joe Coward hadn't sat at a freaking cookout, feet propped up. You know, Buddy Light next to him. With barbecue and potato salad, yeah. you're lying your ass yeah. off. Yeah. Okay, so that, 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 I'll have a little bit of it. Of course yeah, you I'm, will. I'm protein, man. You know I'm protein. All right, now. He's uh, lean, fit guy all of a sudden, okay? We, we've known him yogurt, 30, right? We've known him 30 years. Now he's yeah. lean, fit guy. Okay. Yeah. All right, so we're, we're getting ready. Yeah. yeah. We're, we're taking a look at all angles. And we were just talking about Mahomes under pressure. Yeah. That his passer rating dropped 60 points yeah. when pressured, Frank. Yeah. He, so that front's got get, get to the, get the job done. Here's the thing, the, ser- the serious thing. They can win the game. Mm-hmm. Anyone that thinks Jacks can't win the game, they've lost their mind. They can win the game, but you got you got to play your best game mm-hmm. because they're going to play their best game. Uh, I think I think the winners in the thirties, but I, this isn't nineteen ninety six where I was there when 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 the Jags shocked the Broncos, the world ended. Nobody could believe that. I mean, it was one of the most shocking upsets in the history of the NFL. This isn't that. No, if the Jags win this game, they'll be surprised, and then you move on. I mean, I I, I, I tell you this. I'll bet you it's a fourth quarter game. Yeah, I, 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 I'm very confident it's a fourth quarter game. Well, Matt it, said earlier in the program, if you add two Riley Patterson field goals, yeah. the last time they it's played, a fourth quarter game. It's yeah, a fourth quarter. Well, that's game. right. That's exactly right. It, it, but it's a, I'm, there's no doubt in my number one. All games are all NFL games now are fourth quarter games. It seems like right. But I, yeah. I, yeah, so ton I, of comfort behind. You got, I mean, I'm excited. It's been a great week. Oh my you guys gosh. excited? I mean, in this exciting and, and, time. And look, you're talking about Trevor, and I don't know the exact number, but I'm pretty sure he's the first number one pick to go in the next season and win a playoff yeah. game. So. Yeah. That what happened Saturday night was in a lot of ways transformative for if, him. If you think about the fact that this was the worst team in the league, which is why they picked first, mm-hmm. and they've been the worst team in the league, which is why they picked first twice in a row, and they're now in the elite eight of mm-hmm. the NFL. Yeah, yeah. I mean, if you think about, if you really just think about that, how amazing is that? Yeah. Well, that's yeah. why as we're so, talking about the Bengals yeah. going from quote unquote worst to first, 
uh, they weren't picking number one. Right. N- neither right. neither were right. the Niners. They yeah. picked number two with Nick Bosa. Yeah. And they didn't damn sure didn't do it back to back years. Right. You know, the, yeah. well, the job this guy's this done was, with this team. This was Charles Barkley Turo. I mean, it, I mean, uh, this, it the, the, the job that he's done with this team is pretty amazing. So we'll talk all about that coming up. Brett Hastings is going to stop by, though. Speaking of Rashada, what really are his legal rights? What are what are the in, in Brett, Brett is our our legal counsel? Because I'm mm-hmm. curious about that. Mm-hmm. What really can, who can he sue? You know, and, and so, but it's interesting, There's, isn't it? Yeah. Uh, someone's going to have to produce a paper that says right. there was 13 million. Yeah, that's think, what's interesting yeah. is yeah. all of a sudden it's very quiet from his quote unquote camp. But yeah. I want, but I want to, I want to hear the legal angle on that. What, what he can do. So that comes up. And I'm going to have a big dinner tomorrow night before the game. And now somehow, some way, I'm adding freaking potato salad. Okay, okay. <laughs> there you they, go. The weekend just got good. Thanks, there guys. You go. all Here, right. Here's another thing too. Mm-hmm. So they're doing this on outside the lines, and outside the lines just is just stating as fact. He had a $13.5 million deal with, with Florida. He did not. That's all they want. Right. Because there is no market right now for this. There's no ceiling. So they're just throwing out numbers, man. Yeah. And people think, oh, $13 million, great. So now this guy's going to ask for $20 million. Right, without any agent accountability yes. or anything. Yes. Yeah, it's something else. It really is. Real quick before we yeah. say goodbye for the day, a mm-hmm. couple more of our submissions for our question of the day brought to you by Beaver Toyota. What is your menu for this Saturday's Jaguars-Chiefs game? Uh, love this one, courtesy of 2200. Are you ready for this one? Mm-hmm. I can't wait for the reaction. Ying's Chinese takeout, fried rice and rangoons. That has been the meal the last two weeks. We wow. cannot change now. Also wearing the same Jag shirt and sitting in the same spot. The rangoons, I just can't quite I used to go to Ying's year, like when I was first here, like yeah. 90s. Yings was, come on. Bro. I used yeah. to bike pass it all the time when I lived in this neck of the woods. Yings, I, I think maybe I have to try it. Yeah, you have to go back. Yeah, you cannot but, but honestly, Chinese food and football, I don't think I've ever said that in the same sentence. Uh, <laughs> I, I, I love both, but I don't think I've ever done both. You and know? then uh, this one, courtesy of 6543, they're going to be camping at Blue Springs with the 700-plus manatees, nice. but they will be having smoked wings and mac and cheese with yeah, lots well, of snacks. And that's when you get that big projector screen that they were talking about at the other that block party. sounds good. All right, it's going to be. Camping everything. Yeah. Wow. You ever had manatee? It's Delicious. a little chewy. Which if you soak it in buttermilk, honestly. Why would you guys say that? If you Seriously. soak it in buttermilk. It was just sitting there. Three days. By the way, before we go, happy birthday to the American Queen, Dolly Parton. Mm-hmm. 77. Oh, okay. yeah, Dolly, yeah. A national happy birthday treasure. to all of, uh, all of Dolly. Yeah. All right, we are out. We are out. We've got the French of show coming up next. Joe C., me, O'Brien, Matty Hayes, Big Sirs, and JJ. Take it away.